listening to the Cap Cubing and Spirter Skew podcast. I'm Caroline. And I'm Caleb. Before we get into this episode, I just want to say a huge thank you to Puzzle Crate for sponsoring this episode. It was really, really wonderful working with them, and I really hope to partner with them in the future. If you don't already know what Puzzle Crate is, it's a monthly subscription box, and for just $29 each month, you can get cubes sent straight to your doorstep. And when you buy your first box, it comes with extra things, which in our case was a Calvin's Puzzle stand, and I think the bag just came with this month. Um, also, if you're not convinced you should buy it yet, the shipping is free, and I think this is, like, a really, really big thing, um, and it's really, really convenient. And you can even gift a crate to someone else, so if you know a cuber, or if you are a cuber, maybe you could get someone in your family to, like, subscribe to the box for you. It's just $29 a month, too, which is fairly cheap, and the puzzles are really high quality, and I think they really choose unique puzzles to include, which was, in this case, the Maylong Double Skew, which is something we've never really seen in cubing, and the Chi Clover Pyramids, which is a crazy puzzle, which we'll talk about later. And to be totally honest with you guys, this is like 100% of service that, even if this uh, uh, partnership stops, I think I will, I'm really considering, like, paying for this, because it was like a really, really wonderful service. The customer service was great, um, and all of it was just really, really great. And the puzzle choices, I would say, really great and a good addition to anyone's collection. And you're probably going to get something unique if you order this, so there's a good chance you probably don't already have it. Unless you're like J.R. Cooper or something. So yeah, all of their social medias will be in the show notes. Their Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, if they have it. And also, if you want to see these cubes in action... I will link a video I made on the cubes also in the description. And again, just a huge thank you to Puzzle Crate. Now let's read the description that comes with the Moyu Maylong Double Skew. Moyu has just recently released this high-quality skew modification that adds an extra layer of difficulty to the normal skew. Depending on which corners you turn, the inner centerpieces will move or remain stationary, thus scrambling the inner layer. Not every turn will scramble the center, so try to keep track of what pieces move with each turn. This double skew is similar, but not the same as Carl Hoff's dual skew puzzle. Hopefully, one day we'll see Carl's dual skew mass-produced as well. Now that you know about the double skew, let's talk about our experiences with the double skew. So, Caleb, did you like find anything really, really interesting about this puzzle and or anything? Well, the part, the thing that, like, not every turn, like, messes up the inner layer was really confusing, because, like, basically, I just solve it like a regular skew at first to get all the outer pieces solved, and then for the inner pieces, I just kind of use um, cycles that, like, normally wouldn't do anything on a regular skew, but it does play around with the pieces, and depending on what angle you hold it from, it does it a bit differently, so, like... That made it, like, really challenging to solve for me. Yes, yes. And for those of you that are having trouble visualizing this, it's basically a skew with, that's kind of, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, like, almost bandaged. Like, that sounds crazy. But, like, as Caleb said, the centers really only turn, like, in different directions, which is kind of confusing. Like, like I had to do setup moves, and then I had to do a three cycle um, that I used. 
And if you really look closely, it's really only like one really specific corner that you turn that like moves the piece. So like that makes it really interesting as well. And the turning quality of this cube out of the box is not amazing, but after a little bit of, I put a few drops of lube in it, not anything like just to help it turn, but I don't even think you need that. I think it still turns extremely well. Well, the thing is, it's a non-WCA puzzle, and if it was uh, like a regular cube, it would by no means be my main, but I can still do like sledges and hedges with ease, and it's really nice turning, like for speaking in non-WCA terms. Yeah, like, it's really, for a non-WCA cube, is it's very, very good turning quality. Um, and it was actually pretty much stumped me at first. Like, I was pretty confused with this. Well, the thing is, like, I've, I've solved the cube a few times, but I'm always scared to scramble it, because even though I, like, can solve it after I play around with it for enough, I don't exactly know how to, so it's kind of a gamble every time you scramble it, but... Hey, that kind of rhymed, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, good luck if you're buying, planning on buying this cube, because there are no tutorials on the internet for this cube, so you're going to have to figure it out yourself. I'm thinking about, like, I don't exactly know how to solve it, but just kind of, like, posting a walkthrough solve, just showing my thought process and how I get it from the scramble to solve state, not necessarily how to do it, but just maybe a little bit of help if you, like, have no idea where to start. Mm-hmm, because at first I had honestly no idea where to start, and this three cycle I figured out that you use with setup moves, if you know what this means, is sledge, Y2, double sledge, Y2, sledge. And a lot of the times what I used, it, I used that too every once in a while, but I did double H perm, so what I would do for the H perm was sledge, Y2, hedge, Y2, sledge, and then from the same angle, do that again. Yeah, but I think this was really, really a great choice for Puzzle Crate to put in their box because I think it's something very unique, and of course it's new, just came out, so a lot of people don't have something similar to this. Here we have another puzzle named the Clover Pyraminx. We recently included the Landland Clover Pyraminx in a previous Puzzle Crate. This Clover Pyraminx is produced by Chi in collaboration with Kevin Yu and a designer who goes by Star. Kevin says the puzzle is similar to a Master Morphic pu Morphics puzzle that the corners are hidden due to the shape of the cuts. The puzzle shape shifts quite a bit and looks pretty crazy when fully scrambled. Like most GE puzzles, this Clover Pyramix is extremely playable and looks great in any collection. Okay, now let's share our thoughts on the Clover Pyramix. I found this puzzle very interesting. One, because it is like very similar to a Master Morphics like if you can solve a Master Morphics, you will not have much trouble solving this and vice versa because the solve is very similar as well with the shape-shifting and stuff. And actually, um, I probably wouldn't have realized it if Caroline didn't tell me that it was a 3x3 shape mod. So that, that was kind of cool. But um, also, there's one thing. It said in the card that the corners become like invisible sometimes because of like the cuts and stuff. And so that makes it really hard because, like, you kind of have to, like, do a half turn to see where the corner is. And sometimes the corner that will be sticking out just is, like, all black and is, like, more like an internal piece. But it functions like a, like a corner. So that kind of made it pretty challenging to solve. But once you figure it out, it's actually 
not that hard, and it's really fun to solve. Yeah, and it's it's really hard to grasp as a 3 by 3 shape mod because, of course, it's the same shape as a pyraminx or a tetrahedron. And at first I just thought this was like a face-turning pyraminx so I realized it, read the card and realized it was very similar to a Master Morphix. And um, so it's really confusing because um, in the middle there's like these triangular shaped pieces which are the corners. And those get stuck under some internal pieces and it's like they're hiding. And that made it really, really confusing. And this, like, this was a really hard puzzle. And I think it's honestly, like, very, very cool. And then there were, like, the edges um, where it gets the petal name. Um, and it's, like, um, or the clover name. And they're, like, almost, they're clover-shaped. And it really kind of reminds me of the clover cube, if you've ever seen one of those. And, it, honestly, if you hadn't told me that it was a 3 by 3 shape mod, I probably would have never figured it out. But after, like, I kind of grasped that this all was a lot like a Master Morphix, it's honestly quite easy if you're decent at 3x3 shape mods. Yes, and I would say this is a puzzle that I would highly recommend you get this in your is, collection. This is a great puzzle, and it honestly might make, like, a list of my favorite non-WCA puzzles. Honestly, same here. Um, and if you really want to hear some more um, interesting facts about that... Um, Check out Speed Cube Review's video. Um, we had him on the podcast a while ago. He made a very interesting video about this puzzle. The next topic we're going to be talking about is, is Gan the Apple of Cubing? And I'm sure you've heard this a hundred times, but um, I have saw two videos that have come out in the past few days that have really, really explained this very well, and that is a video by Cubehead and a video of Cubics reacting to that video. Um, so... Yeah, let's just first talk about really the similarities um, between Apple and Gan. What would you say a similarity is, Caleb? Um, they probably they're like way they like way overcharge their puzzles. Like, I I actually don't own any Apple products because I am a poor child and I actually only own one Gan cube. But um, yeah, I think it's way overpriced, and I think it's because. The companies, like, know that they make some of the best stuff on the market, and even if it is overpriced, people are still going to buy it. Yes, and I would like to say something that's very different. Well, okay, let's talk about, since we're talking about similarities, I will cover my, uh, like, the premium feel is almost similar, similar, because, like, both of those brands, the first thing you think of is quality and premium, and the packaging, the naming scheme... Like, I honestly think Gan probably got X and XS from iPhone, to be honest. Would you say so? Probably. Yeah. Um, and then, this is something that I think is really sets Gan away from Apple, and that is their combat compatibility. Or, like ecosystem as if you could put it in tech terms so like all of the apple products go well together you have your iphone which connects to your ipad which can connect to your imac which can connect to your apple laptop or what are they called macbooks which connects to your apple watch so you, it all goes together and then it's just there's an ecosystem and gan is really missing that like their gan their new gan um 356 it doesn't have exchangeable magnets. It's just basically a lesser version of the X. And then their new Gan Air is also different 
than the excess, but it feels like an excess, so... I would say that some of their marketing decisions recently have been pretty bad. Like, not gonna lie. Would also, you say I think so? Again, specifically, they're like focusing way too much on three by threes. Like, I feel like, like the three by three hardware is like as high as it's ever been, and it's like way past any other cube hardware. And so we're kind of like coming up with things that aren't necessary. I think by no means that we've peaked in hardware, but I think it's time to start switching focus onto other puzzles. I mean, we've talked about this many times before, but I think that it would be amazing if Gan made a skew. Yes, I would if, love to see that. Um, if, if you, by some miracle, are listening to this and you work for Gan then you need to get a project started on this. They have. They have announced the GAN Pyraminx, um, which at first I thought was a scam. <laughs> but it has something really new. It does have some new innovation. Um, and that is core magnets. Um, GAN's new patent, which is really, really interesting to me. But yeah, I really like Apple. Like I said, Apple has that ecosystem of products that all work together. And I feel like Gan to have that would almost need to make like other puzzles, I guess, to form their own kind of ecosystem. I mean, I know they've made two by twos and four by fours, but they're not really known for being that great. And I know they've made a Mega Minx, and I hear it's pretty good, but it's like ridiculously expensive. So. Yeah, I just use the Galaxy. <laughs> I I use the non-magnetic version. Same. Too poor for magnets. That's me and you. <laughs> I don't know. The galaxy might actually be one of those puzzles that I like better without magnets for some bizarre reason. Okay, we're getting off track. Yeah, we are getting off track. But, like, Gan is releasing their Pyraminx, which I'm very excited for, I guess, if it's not, like, $100 or something ridiculous. It's going to be expensive. I mean, it's a Gan puzzle, but I've heard... Um, crazy things about this puzzle like you don't hear anything about it on youtube but people on instagram are like going crazy over this cube um apparently it's like the most smooth and airy puzzle out of the box well dang and now i have two pyramids i need to buy the bell v2 and the gant pyramids and i don't even give a crap about pyramids yeah same and i think some of the things that gan also does is their, their idea of making things more customizable can kind of go too far sometimes because their, their current flagship 2x2, the GAN 251, has like the kind of old GES system, I'm pretty sure. Like, does, do 2x2s really need that? Like, yeah. it's kind of dumb. But GAN has made some very poor marketing decisions. They, of course, make wonderful cubes. Um, but recently, like Phil Yu said in Cubehead's video that he feels like naming the new cube the Gan Air, just because that was probably Gan's most successful cube ever, or at least one of them, was almost like a nostalgic thing for the designer, probably. And I just feel like, like, why Monster Go? Nobody's gonna buy training cubes, I don't feel like. The only people that I've seen buy them is people on YouTube that have been sent them. So, and like $13 for a magnetic cube, we have so many... Probably better magnetic cubes you hear more about for less than that. And tension systems that Gan's trying, I think, are kind of not wonderful. 
like just just use a screw or no just use the GTS3 or WRM tensioning system I think it's the best we can get I think Ann should also work on their budget cubes cause like you hear a lot of people talking about like how the 3x3s like the best on the market are getting better and but they're like getting more expensive but you also like see like the budget cubes like the ones you can get for under ten dollars getting better and better as well so the budget cubes uh, that's what a lot of new speed cubers are gonna buy because you got to think about unless you're like really serious cuber who is pretty fast because like if you average 30 seconds you don't need all the latest scan cubes so GAN should also probably try and make an appeal to newer cubers, and I think that could give them get them some more business as well. Yes, and I feel like GAN should really, really try and make a budget cube around the ten dollar range. I know the monster goes like what is the monster go like twenty thirteen? I don't know, but I feel like they should try and make something like around the ten dollar range or something. Just to get themselves out there, because apparently the new Mo, uh, Moyu Mei Long M that came out feels almost identical to a Gan X. Yeah. So yeah, cubes are getting cheaper, and I feel like Gan really needs to find their place, because I feel like they're trying to. I don't even know how to put this, but almost trying to be everything. They need to find their place, like within cubing. And uh, let me say again that the cubes are so darn expensive. My main is the GAN 354M 3x3, but my backup main is the YJ MGC Elite, but, and that cube is, like, super good, like, almost as good as the 354M. Like, it took me forever to decide which cube I finally wanted to end up as my main, and I eventually chose the GAN cube, but the thing was, the MGC Elite was half the price. Exactly, and... Just GAN cubes overall, they make wonderful cubes, don't get us wrong. Like, we hate to blast them, but like, some of their marketing decisions lately, I just don't know what the heck they are thinking. <laughs> um, but I think like, a good company that really fits, like, I feel like Moyu and Chi as a company, both of them, and YJ, I think YJ has been making some really, really, really amazing decisions YJ's recently. Oh, it is? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. I feel, because they have their own Instagram. Well, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Because they had Moyu Week, and then they had YJ Week at the cubicle. Oh, well, I'm pretty sure they're maybe separate. Whatever they are. If I am wrong, this is going to be so embarrassing, so. If I, don't... I am wrong, nobody, nobody pointed out. <laughs> yeah, oh well. But, like... Whoever they are, they make really good marketing decisions because their cubes are cheap and good. <laughs> and well, some yeah. of them are expensive, but they they have a bunch of cheap cheap cubes, and then they have a bunch of um, higher dollar cubes as well. Yeah, and their new MGC six by six. In the great scheme of six by sixes, it's very cheap, and I hear that it's incredibly good. Same with their five by five. I'm not a big cube collector. I only own one 5x5, five 6x6, five, six six and 7x7. Seven seven. Same here. And they cubes. I mean, I don't care about big cubes. What am I even talking about? <laughs> oh, their MGC 4x4 four four was good, too. I also own two 4x4s, four and one of them is extremely bad. Yes. Us over here... <laughs> 
Yeah, we... The other one is my backup main. Yep. That, that was a joke. <laughs> so that's basically all for uh, when it comes to is Apple the GAN of... Or that is GAN the Apple of cubing. Basically, conclusion, yes, they kind of are the Apple of cubing, but they make some really, 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 really terrible marketing decisions. Um, but people still... By their cube, so they're not that bad off. Okay, so our next topic that we're going to talk about is what we think about online cubing competition. So my personal opinion is that I really appreciate them trying, and I went to the first five cubing at home competitions, and they were pretty fun. But the thing is that they can't replace a, a regular WCA competition, and uh, I... I, you can't, like, especially for me, since, uh, I'm, like, my parents uh, say that, like, you can't just do all these competition, online competitions every other weekend, so, like, they, they were good for the quarantine, but I think right now we need to start opening up real competitions. Yes, and it was, I was very glad to hear that they had a competition, the other, uh, the other, like, last weekend, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember what com country it was in, though. But they had a competition. And they have released protocol for reopening competitions. Well, the thing is, in North Carolina, our delegate has still not reopened any competitions. And so, that we're kind of screwed. Because, like, nowhere in our area has, like, competitions, like, reopening. Like, I even check to see if there were any in Mexico, and no such luck. Yeah, like, in the U.S., I think there's only, like, four or five upcoming competitions, and they're all in 2021. Yeah, the last I checked, they were all on, like, the West Coast. Exactly. Um, but with the online competitions, the organization, great, wonderful. But, like, it just takes so much time, and there's, like, no sense of talking to people. Like, with the Discord, there's that. And I even went to a very, very small online competition that had a Zoom that I would say is a lot more fun than the uh, regular competitions. But that's something that a lot of people's parents and, like, even mine with very much caution would probably not want their kids to do is just go on a random Zoom with other people. And also, I'm going to sound like an adult here, but... Discord or Zoom does not be like in-person conversation and all the trying people's cubes and I know that's germy but I mean like deal with it <laughs> um, but yeah like you, you can't replace like being in person and like because like the cubing competition is so much more than just competing like it's a social gathering and uh, like all the online competitions is great but like I think the live chat on Twitch, like, that by no means can replace the actual feel of being at an in-person competition. Yeah, there's no way for that. And, like, sometimes, that, obviously, it's not what they're trying to accomplish, but they're trying to replicate it as much as possible. But I'm just not really... Online competitions, I know a bunch of people that attend every single one. And they really, really enjoy it. And it's great that companies like the Cubicle and Speed Cube Shop are coming out to, like, promote these online competitions and provide prizing, prizes and all that other stuff. But it's just, 
it's just obviously not going to replace the real competition. And it, I kind of almost wish there was like some kind of unofficial competition's results page to where you could view other people's results other than just the Cubing at Home page. Or if it even went on like an unofficial part of your WCA. Um, because it's like you do it and then it doesn't count for anything. Like, yeah, because like, I mean, I know Cubing competitions are more than just competing, but like... I need I need to update my WCA results. I haven't been to a competition in like like since September of last year. Same here. Like I'm dying, like literally dying to go to a competition. So I mean, I've almost given up hope at this point. Yeah, same. Like I really, 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 I'm really want to go. I'm thinking about moving to another state. I know. I need to like move somewhere or just like buy a kayak and paddle across the Atlantic so I can go somewhere and just go to a dang competition. Somewhere where coronavirus by some miracle doesn't exist. Yeah, like maybe maybe I think I think I have an idea. I think we can start the um, Arctic Cubers Association and just all move to Antarctica where it's too cold for any virus to live. Sound good? Yeah. Okay, guys, um, in the next episode, uh, we'll be telling you all about um, our plans to move to the Arctic. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, like, <laughs> I really want to go to competitions. And I understand that it is just for our safety and stuff, but I'm just dying to go to a competition, I guess. Sorry for venting to you guys, but, like, let us know your thoughts on that um, in the YouTube comments if you're listening on YouTube. Um, any more thoughts on that? Nope. Basically, basically we've covered it all in recap. You can't replicate a real competition online, but we really have a huge, just huge thank you to all the people who are trying their best. And we're dying to go to a competition, so we have vented to you guys for the past five minutes. Yes, let's open, we need to get competitions open, and I just... Um, I'd really wish that, I feel like, I know, I, I'm very appreciative for the organizers and stuff, but a lot of them are canceling too early, I feel like. Especially now that we're kind of heading towards reopening. Like, one of our competitions, not gonna say <clears throat> which one, because obviously, like, the delegate is known, but, um, it was canceled probably a month or two ago, would you say? Yeah. And it's, like, in September. Or it would be in September. And it's still only July. Like, if you could, like, find a happy medium between keeping people safe and, like, having the competitions and everything else to go back to normal. Exactly. Like, we really need to find that. I mean, even, like, maybe do, like, a two-day thing where half of the comp competitors come on one day and then half the competitors come on the other day and just do, like, two or three... Or four events. Yeah, like, that's a great idea. Yeah, like, and just sanitize in between. Like, I feel like, like, that's, we were gonna, the competition... Anyways. Yeah, exactly. Like, the competition we were gonna go to would have been two days, and it obviously it was a big competition, so it had all the events, but just cut down on some of, like, the blind stuff, and maybe do, like, a, it was gonna be two days anyway, so just do a few events, and have half the competitors come on one day, and half the competitors come on the other. <laughs> clock though clock is a good event and by the way clock hardware has improved more in the past week than it has in the past uh six years 
<laughs> but yeah, just that's basically all. So yeah, um, anything to say before we end off this episode? Huge thanks to Puzzle Crate for giving us three cubes. Yes, thank you, Puzzle Crate, for sponsoring this episode. We hope to partner with them in the future. I hope everybody enjoyed. Um, now, just huge, uh, real quick thing, if you're here still. Um, the po- uh, service we use to record this podcast, Anchor, has a thing where you can, like, if you download the app, you can send in a voice message to, like, your podcast, favorite podcast or whatever. I highly doubt anyone's going to send us one, but if you want to, hey, we might put it in here. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoyed, and we'll see you guys later. Bye.